Peter held the kitchen knife to his chest, just above his heart, and looked in the mirror. The morning sun was shining warmly through the bathroom window. Outside he could hear a bin lorry, a scent of diesel and the laughter of the spazzatini pulling the bins along the street wafted in. He had been standing there for over an hour now, clutching the knife in his hand, trying to come to terms with the reality that had gradually become clear to him. You are a monster. First there was the artificial hand, now this. He could still see the look of horror on Maria's face when he had stripped off his shirt in front of her and Lorenz. Her shocked expression the moment she realized he had become something nobody could possibly love. Not even her worry and pity for him could alter the fact that she would never be able to look at him again, even with his clothes on, without a chill running down her spine. He wore the mark of Cain on his entire body, a mark that was all but impossible to conceal. And for those who knew it was there, it was visible even through his clothing. The longer he stood there staring at himself in the mirror, the more he was disgusted by his own appearance. The instant he had discovered the tattoo in the airport toilet in Cologne, and immediately put his clothes back on so that nobody else would see it, he had realized that some distant merciless power had decided his former life was over for good. Worse still, whatever power had done this to him had chosen him as the instrument of some terrible plan, and there was no way of stopping it. He tried in vain to find some sort of way out, but the only choice that remained to him was to take his own life, here and now. Yet every minute he hesitated made it harder to go through with it. Peter closed his eyes, shaking, clenched his teeth, and pressed the kitchen knife he had secretly taken earlier, harder and harder, into his chest. A tiny spot of blood welled up on the spot where his heart lay. Accept the fact and do the only thing you can. Now. Instead, he threw the knife away with a breathless sigh. There was sweat dripping from his face, running down the intricate blue lines on his chest, leaving them unchanged. Maria knocked on the door. Peter, are you all right in there? I'm fine. There's coffee and croissants. Just give me a minute or two. Of course. Her forced good spirits only depressed him further. He put the knife on one side and dabbed the little spot of blood on his chest. After all, it would be a shame to make a scar on such a masterpiece. He had to admit the tattoo was quite remarkable, if you were able to take a dispassionate view. A masterpiece that covered his entire body like a living thing that grew down from his shoulders, over his back, under his armpits, and across his chest and stomach, stretching down across his backside and hips, around his crotch, and down his thighs before gradually fading away. A masterpiece. One that seemed to move, depending from which angle you looked at it. The more Peter examined the interlacing of blue lines, pictures, and symbols, the more he realized that every piece of this work of art was interlinked, just like nerve cells in the brain. There was just one color, blue. A strange blue, like a pale veil floating over the tattoos themselves. If Peter screwed up his eyes, it almost looked like a full-body leotard made of some ethereal material. It looked more like a spun fabric than a painting on his flesh. It would take months to create a tattoo like that, and would be unbelievably painful. Whereas in reality, it had appeared all over his body in the course of the five-day gap in his memory. The feeling that he was wearing some superfine fabric was a sensory illusion, yet Peter could not find the slightest sign of any physical reaction on his skin. It was as if he had had this tattoo his whole life. As if it belonged to you. 
At first glance, the tattoo had appeared to be a chaotic, uncoordinated work of madness. Peter had to try hard to make out the fine details and differentiate between them because they were all interconnected in some complex, incomprehensible pattern. At the center, above his heart, was the copper symbol, surrounded by a circle, which Peter interpreted as an allusion to the amulet. The rest of the tattoo spread out from that point, forming various clusters of ancient symbols, pictures that resembled plants, things that looked like bodily organs filled with dots and worm-like squiggles, all connected by what looked like arteries or pipes. In places there were pieces of abstract art, like those created by Australian aborigines, sometimes stiff and formal-looking, at other times seeming to flow into one another. Peter could make out obscure characters from the Henoch language, alongside even more obscure ones that meant nothing to him, surrounded by an octagonal labyrinth that circled his navel. In between everything else swam a field of spiral symbols.